have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody. John Hodges baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here and kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take it numbers. Edwards steps it in. Saturday night is January 7th, 2023. Happy New Year to all Boilermaker Nation out there. I don't think we we haven't recorded one in the New Year yet, have we? Okay. Nope. Okay. That, see, that's how the week is I don't even know what day it is anymore. I was lucky I got the Saturday night part right. And am I, am I correct here? Is this the first ever Saturday night podcast we've ever done? It's got to be. I feel like we haven't done. We've done a lot of Sundays. We've done, you know, quite a few months. Obviously, I think we did Mondays for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we've ever done a Saturday. I don't think so. I couldn't think. I, mean, I was trying to think maybe we won a basketball game one year, like a Saturday afternoon or a noon mm-hmm. game, and then did one at night. But I, I don't recall. So we've done. I know we did what we did a Sunday like morning slash early afternoon for yeah. a trivia show earlier this year. Yeah. Or I guess at the towards the end of last year for basketball season. That's right. Well, yeah, might be a first. here we are. Here we are. Might be a first and could be a last. <laughs> with our schedules, this is hard to yeah. do, but we, we decided, well, this might be our only shot this week to get a pot in, and a lot has happened yeah. around uh, Purdue Athletics this week, particularly on the basketball court, mm-hmm. as our Boilermakers have went one-on-one so far, dropped a heartbreaker on Monday to Rutgers, a one-point loss, then bounced back with a thrilling win on um, Thursday night Thursday in Columbus night, yeah. with a uh, – with a two-point win, so uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow against yeah. Penn State at uh, uh, Palestra. Palestra, one of the more historic basketball arenas in the in the country. Uh, Got to think it's going to be another close one. Yeah, I think I, I read. I think it's sold out. Um, you Got to think it probably a lot is going to be just you know local basketball fans and probably going to be cheering for Penn State. One being the local team and also. You know, cheering against, you know, as of right now, the number one team in the country. So everyone wants to see the number one team fall. So it'll probably be a, definitely a way more raucous environment than the Bryce Jordan Center ever would be. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That, you know, the Bryce Jordan Center, never been there, but it looks no. like a beautiful arena. And I've heard it's, it's really, incredible, like in terms of like a facility. Right. It's really big and they get no attendance. So uh, smart move by Penn State to put this game, mm-hmm. knowing it, where they did, knowing their students weren't going to be, weren't going to mm-hmm. be in school. So. We shall see, but uh, let's go ahead and kind of recap the the games from this week. Are we going to talk about football at all, or (laughs) we can talk about football too? There's been a lot of coaching news. Um, There was a game played. Oh, see, I already (laughs) forgot. I honest to God forgot about it. That was Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, Monday Monday. this week. Uh, Yeah, we could talk about that too. I I, (laughs) wow, that's embarrassing. I completely forgot about that. But easy to forget. uh, Let's, let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way then. Yeah. Since, I mean, it's easy to forget. Yeah, Purdue got absolutely shellacked in the <laughs> Cheez-Its uh, Citrus Bowl. Uh, yeah. What was it? 63-7? So. Something like that. I think, I think it was a 56-point loss. I think it's what it looks like. It's like it like tied for biggest loss of all time. Like it's like a, It's happened two other times, one of them being 
I which I forgot about this, but against Ohio State in like 2013, Hazel's first year, we lost like 56 to nothing. <laughs> I knew we were down like 49 zip and a half that game. Yeah. But uh, let's see here. I think yeah, yeah, the, was... this game was ugly. Um I expected to lose. I expected mm-hmm. to lose by I thought about 24 points. Did not expect to lose by 56. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, Offense couldn't move the ball. I mean, defense kind of, you know, started out, you know, decently well and then kind of just their talent level and I think their size definitely kind of eventually just broke us in our just lack of depth. I mean, we talk, you know, versus any SEC team, obviously, you know, LSU is without some some good players for opt-out reasons or whatever, transfers, whatever it may be, but – SEC depth's a little different, especially at a school like LSU. It'd be one thing if it was, I don't know, like Arkansas. I don't know how good Arkansas was this past year, but something like maybe like a you know mid-tier SEC team. Um, but when you're talking LSU, who won a national championship just two years ago, going on three years, um, it was a uh, it was tough to watch. Um, let me pull up the stats here. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, Tanner has to take a second and. Uh, take a phone call apparently. So I'm just going to ramble here. Um, I mean, on the Purdue side of nothing, we played technically four guys through passes, including Abdul Rahman, you seen receiver who completed a pass one for one had the best QBR of the whole team. 99.3. Um, Austin Burton got his start. Well, I think is his third career start at Purdue. I know he started earlier this year. Um, it's, I think it's Florida Atlantic. He, he played cause that's when uh, AOC was hurt. Um, and he didn't do a whole lot, uh, 12, 12 for 24, 74 yards, uh, no touchdowns, average only of three yards per pass, uh, and he threw an interception. It just was not Austin's day from in any stretch of the imagination. Alimo came in. I thought he could have, should have came in sooner um, than he did. Um, but again, this, again, we're going back to what we were kind of talking about. We kind of had a lame duck staff, so there's not really a whole lot, one whole lot of incentive to put a limo in, um, earlier than he probably should have been in, but he went four for 11 for 37 yards, one touchdown, the lone touchdown and one interception. Uh, Jack Albers came in at the end, went two for six, also threw an interception. <laughs> so it wasn't the best day for the Purdue QBs. Yes, I'm back now. Sorry about that. I had to step away for a second. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, it was, I heard you say it wasn't the best, best day for the Purdue QBs. That's an understatement. No. Um, you, as you're walking away, I said the best per, the person with the best QBR that day was Abdul Rahman Yassin, who went one for one for 26 yards and had a 99.3 QBR. It was, honest <laughs> God, the best pass, the uh, best pass uh, somebody the... threw for Purdue all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very uh, forgettable Mockaby, game. Yep, you know, the whole, kind of the, one of the narratives going into the game was, you know, can Mockaby doesn't – yard for the season uh didn't happen i think he needed i think he, he needed like upwards of 90 wasn't it yeah um and he only got 48 um and, and yeah, you know I mean, there you know people on twitter were in an uproar about him not getting it and the staff not putting him in i didn't care i was mm-hmm. like don't don't get him hurt i mean next right. year's more important we're already losing by a thousand i mean right. I, I get it. it's a great accomplishment but also you know Corey Sheets was the last person to do it, and when he did it, he didn't even play in the bowl game. It was just yeah. the regular season. And so that's why. Like, so, so now like, we're like, ca- like, we're counting the Big Ten chip chip and the bowl game. It's right. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. when I look at that, I was like, I when I think of those types of works, I'm like, I, I want to see it happen in the regular season because when you right, have all these extra games, like it's obviously it's great and obviously something you can talk about, but 
yeah, I feel lose a little bit of luster when you're tacking on, especially now. I mean, looking at this is kind of tangent, but um, there was news that Cam Allen was coming back for his fifth year, sixth year. Um, yeah, and he is. I mean, it's gonna be hard to do, but he's he's at ten interceptions right now. Which if he just gets like one more, he's automatically like in the top like five or three all time at Purdue. It's mm-hmm. like if he gets to that set, if he gets somehow gets to that seventeen, it's like okay, yeah, he breaks it. But now we're looking at guys who have played five, six years versus guys yeah. who played you know three and four, maybe five. But I mean, it's just kind of the way college college sports are today. I am looking forward to though uh, after next year when the COVID years are done. So yeah. we get back to just four or five year guys, maybe an occasional mm-hmm. occasional six year guy if there's been some injuries, but you're not going to mm-hmm. see like seven year guys. Yeah, like we have. Like we have. Yeah. So. Um, nothing really big on the receiving end. I mean, TJ Sheffield led all receivers with seven catches. Mockaby was second with three. Um, just not a whole lot going on. Um, I said defense played. You know, leading tacklers were Bryce Hampton and OC Brothers. And Cam Allen, um, not a whole lot really, as we kind of have seen in similar bowl games in the past decade that <laughs> I just want to forget about. And, and, you know, now majority of staff that coach the bowl game is, is headed down south to start their new mm-hmm. jobs with Louisville. Some are going elsewhere. Some are mm-hmm. not sure what they're going to do. And we've seen some Purdue players opt out or not opt out, hit, hit the transfer portal over the last month. But positive news this week. We saw a lot of key contributors uh, announce they're coming back to mm-hmm. Purdue for one more year. So, OC Brothers, Eric Miller. Um, Cam Allen. Cam Allen. Jamari Brown. Jamari Brown, thank you. Uh, Reese Taylor wanted to, but he's done with eligibility. <laughs> he's played four years at Indiana. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's saying something there. So, yeah. um, Hudson Card's officially Boilermaker now. Big yep. transfer portal thank addition. God. Quarterback from Texas with three years of eligibility remaining. Um We'll see. We'll see who else Walters and staff adds. You got to think there's some more coming in the portal soon. Oh, yeah. I think the the period ends pretty soon. So this is probably going to be a pretty busy week for everybody. I mean, throughout the entire country of trying to – I know we've, we saw if you follow people on Twitter, there were some you know names being thrown around of you know, potential portal transfers that were on visits, which was awesome to see. Um, but it's a matter of now. I mean, it's what's crazy about this transport is you know, these kids have to make a you know a, probably the, the one visit they've ever made at this school, and then you know, they got to make a decision on that <laughs> in about yeah. two weeks, which is crazy. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the times. The, yep, it's the times yep. now, whether we like it or not. But uh, Walter Staff's getting closer and closer to completion every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not familiar with a lot of the names he's adding, but yeah. a lot of people on Twitter that are more familiar with with the um, you know, everyday coaches seem uh, to be reacting to it pretty, pretty positively. Yeah. I think obviously one thing you notice is the ages of all these coaches youth, and youth movement. Yeah, it's a lot of youth movement, you know, not many guys over the age of 40 on the staff. It seems like, I mean, as we were texting in our group chat with Andrew, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, I mean, we have an outside linebackers coach who's 26 years old, which is younger than my sister. <laughs> who I still think is like in high school when she's a grown woman teaching now, but still it's just, it's wild to see that, you know, usually, I mean, obviously you say it with like gratis and all that, but it's like when you have a, an actual position coach is that young, it's pretty great. I mean, Walters himself is, isn't too much older than we are, no. um, which is scary to think about. And we, we got a guy who was like 50 something. It's like, man, it's a grandpa out there <laughs> compared to everybody else on staff. Somebody's got to keep the guys in line. Yeah. 
but, but no, it's awesome. I think that, I mean, I've heard Brian, you were talking about it. You know, you think with a younger staff, probably more likely to be, you know, fluid with how the college football is moving when it comes to transfer portal NIL, you know, you can get some of these guys who've been around for so long. It can be, you know, they can be hard to adjust or hard to adapt with young guys. It's like, I mean, they're still hungry, which is awesome. I mean, obviously a lot of these guys are probably looking for a stepping stone job, but Hey, we can be good enough for that to happen. And we'll just get, I'll just attract even more talent. We kind of see with, with painter all the time with, you know, we, we lose assistance feel like every year or two, but it's just proves that cause he's got a good system that can get these guys a head coaching job, which is what these guys ultimately want to do run their own program. So being able to attract young talent, which is going to be really fun. A lot yeah, of Texas, a lot, a lot of Texas uh, coaches too, which is really cool. and be interesting to see if we can pull some talent out of that state. It'd be great to get that pipeline going again. Joe Tiller and his staff <clears> are really good at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the high school football state of America for a reason. So yeah. um, it'd be great to start getting some talent. Drew Brees helps down there too a little yeah. bit. And that never hurts uh, having his presence. But since he grew up there, I should say, I know he lives in Louisiana now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see who else he um, – fills out the staff with i do like how the staff's active on social media at least on twitter mm-hmm. so far that's pretty cool um i like seeing uh Corey patterson the wide receivers coach trying out all the spots <laughs> so he went to the bryant last night and he i think okay. might, have, might, might have went to the tap today at okay. least that's what it looked like on his twitter i um, think one of our coordinators I think went to triple x yesterday or something so it was a it's a good spot to, to, to stop at well, we got a sponsor later that they're going to have to stop at if oh, yeah. already, which um you did earlier this week. You'll have I to did. talk about that too when we when we get to that read. But, but yeah, um, it's going to be a busy busy next couple of weeks for Purdue because I think the February signing dates could be a lot busier than December mm-hmm. one was. At least I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> hope so too. Do you think uh, we could see uh, Lawrence Johnson, Branson Dean, or Jack Sullivan? Any of those guys come back? I think so. Um, I think even, even a guy like Brady Allen. Um, I mean, I know he. What he think he visited Ole Miss uh, this weekend or yesterday? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm not sure what all he's looking for um, when it comes to. I mean, I know because they've got a guy who's going to be playing. I think they've got a. I think their starters coming back next year, so it's not like he so. can just step in right away. Um, I think. So. I mean, I think especially with now the staff is filling out, you know, being able to you know, have these guys talk to these guys. I mean, obviously it has to fit their system too, but I feel like the party's guys want them back just because it's just, if anything, depth and experience. Right. Um, but I can definitely see some guys come back. I don't think all of them. We saw Mike, you know, Alimo come back uh, last year when he put his name in. Um, now. He had a cryptic city. tweet yesterday. He so. did. Yeah. Um, oh. It was a good movie. What he was tweeting from American yes. Psycho. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if maybe that, if he does stay with that, you know, that probably factors into Brady Allen's decision because sure. of the rise right now. He was, you know, he was third in depth chart going into the, you know, at the end of the year, and he, he'll be probably coming in third in depth chart still. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But I definitely yep. see some guys on the defensive side coming back just because of the staff that's been put together and who Walters sure. is as a coach. And, and that's what I was thinking when those three guys, those three defense starting defense linemen, put their name in. I was bummed, but I'm like, I mean, maybe they don't think they're a fit in the type of defense he's going to run. I, I don't yeah. know. It's it's hard telling, yeah. you know, or, or they're, maybe they're just weighing their options. Mm-hmm. And, if, if and you, know, you, you wonder with some of these guys too, especially like a Sullivan or the guys who have been playing for a long time, if they have one more year, it's like maybe they're just looking for NI opportunities before, you know, if sure. they maybe they know that the NFL is probably a long shot for them, you know, maybe a practice squad, which is still a great you know opportunity. But, you know, I mean, 
why not make some money while you can before it's, you know, while it's at least guaranteed a little bit. That's a good point. That's a good point. There's so much to go in consideration for yeah. these college athletes now when making decisions like this. Yeah. So, but uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to keep our eye on and follow our, uh, Follow all of our social media. Like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. But Twitter's where we're the most active, and especially mm-hmm. with uh, staff additions and, and transfer portal news and recruiting news and stuff like that. We try to we try to retweet the experts out there who are getting the yeah. day scoop. So, and Evan does a great job usually during the basketball games. So, yeah, censor myself sometimes. <laughs> I think I don't I think like we all do. I don't like the feed being all about the officials, but man, they do a great job of sealing the show. <laughs> At least we're not an account that follows Iowa or Indiana because that would have been really bad the other night. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, watching that game, that was my god. I mean, it's the same fish we had for uh, yeah, Courtney, Courtney, Green. Courtney Green shouldn't have a job. Yeah, it was, yeah, dude who just just makes it makes himself noticeable. Yeah, like I was telling somebody at work the other day, like, good officials, I shouldn't know your name. Correct. You know, yeah. it's kind of like unless you've been around for like 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 a Jim Burr who was around right. for a million years, or a Teddy, well, or TV Teddy. And, and okay, the first they both were great. But... The, the first time I learned Burr's name was because of an awful game that he ran. Yeah, like, who is yeah. this guy? So, yeah, but it's uh, like when we're learning guys when they're kind of brand new. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. It's kind of what I say. Like, you don't want to know the long snapper or the holder's name. Yep. Because <laughs> if so, something went bad on a crucial field goal yep. attempt. Yep. So, yeah, you never want to know those. Sorry, Ohio State. <laughs> hey, the snap and hold is good. <laughs> the snap hold is good, yeah. The kid just hooked it in. And, and on that point, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm glad to hear that he's not getting too much slack yeah, from the Yeah, because as soon as it happened, I was like, I was watching it with my fiance. I was like, man, that kid could get death threats. Yeah, I was, was going to say, he might not be able to step back on campus, but it sounds yeah. like the fan base has been pretty positive towards him. Cause That's good. Nobody wants to make the kick more than that kid. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I would not want to be a kicker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, also too, even with anything like like that, it's like there's a lot of like, okay, okay, what could they have done to give him a better shot? Because obviously, if, if he's five yards further, you're five yards closer. You know, maybe he isn't in that mental mental state. I've never kicked, you know, in a football game ever. But I feel like if you're five yards closer, you can maybe adjust how you're going to approach. Because maybe he, where that distance, he was just trying to just get it there, sure. and that could have affected how he kicked it. Yeah. Um, kickers in the, in the comments feel free to chime in and tell me if i'm wrong or on the right track um but i feel like the way they were driving they kind of feel like ryan day's play calling just kind of changed up dramatically just to almost like just not give the game away but i feel like they could have helped him out a little bit more hey, ryan day better beat michigan next year that's all i gotta say or he's probably in trouble which is crazy just yeah. crazy but hey that's 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 the expectations there so yeah expectation but let's switch gears and talk about the basketball team this week uh, like we mentioned in the opening one and one so far with one more to play tomorrow at Penn State but um, you know going into the week I told a lot of people I would take two and one mm-hmm. then we drop Mondays yeah in, in the fashion <laughs> we did I'm like oh god like we're going on three <laughs> yeah yeah i literally thought like we're gonna go on three we're gonna fall from number one to like unranked we're gonna yeah. fall in the middle of like the season's just yeah. gonna go to where we, where we thought we were gonna go in the first place yeah. when it started in like seven to ten seed line. Yeah, uh, but uh, it was great to see the guys back bounce back in Columbus on Thursday. But speaking of Monday's game, I am part of me is glad we w- won't see Rutgers unless we meet with them in the Big Ten tournament. I'm another so part, glad we don't go to the rack. Another part, 
of me. Jersey Mike's of, Arena. Kind, kind of wish this we could go to Jersey Mike's and try to get some revenge, <sighs> but my God, do they own the state of Indiana right now? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, they said, I saw John Rossin say that in his last six meetings, uh, Pykel's five and one against Purdue. Yeah. Which is like, and he beat man. Indiana, I think, seven times in a row, if not more. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ron Harper just last year alone, you know, had the buzzer beater against Purdue when we were number one, and then later in the year had a, not a buzzer beater, but like a, you know, game-winning shot against at Indiana. It should have uh, kept them out of the tournament. That, yeah, it should have kept them out of the tournament. So it's like, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Yeah, Rutgers likes the state of Indiana a lot. <laughs> Rutgers, they're, they're good. I mean, I honestly think they might be second-best team in the conference right now. Um, they're a good team. I mean, Pico's done a great job in turning that program around. They definitely belong in the Big Ten in basketball, oh, at yeah. least for basketball. Um, but they're physical. They, they're probably oh, the most physical God. team conference. Yeah. But they're going to chirp at you, too. They're extremely Oh, angry. yeah. Well, especially this team because they're so old that, I mean, you guys are just, I mean, Mulcahy, Mulcahy as much as I wanted to run him over with my car. Like that, I mean, he's not great. Like he's not going to be playing in the NBA by any stretch of the imagination, but like, he's a great college player. Like he's not flashy in terms of like his scoring ability, but like he just, he's just solid. Well, he didn't turn the ball over a single time. Um, like at, at Mackey. Um, I mean, Mackey was for not having students. That was one of the, I feel like one of the loudest environments I've, I was able to go to it with my dad. Um, they said it was number two in the decimal meter. All yeah, time. It, it was like it was crazy. I was like, I remember like there was a point where uh, in the second half when it got rid of. I mean, like you had people, we were everybody was standing up with like eight minutes to go in the game. Like every defensive possession, people were on their feet like going nuts. And there was a point where I think Purdue either got the lead or was like really close. And the either they called a timeout or there was a, like a, a whistle blew. Like I didn't hear it, couldn't hear it at all. Like it was absolutely wild, but. Rutgers was not phased one iota. Like that was the one thing that I was really impressed with. And how much as I hated about them is that like, it didn't matter. Like they were just so solid. And for that kid, the, who was a transfer that hit that shot at the end. Sam Spencer. Yeah. That was just gutsy. Mm-hmm. And I said, going back to Mulcahy, I mean, he was just solid. They, they got eating that pick and roll and he got to the lane and just was nails every time. It was annoying. Um, but yeah, they're just, I don't, Going to what you said about second best team, I mean, I think you're probably right. I still think they're a great team. Um, I mean, obviously, they fit the Big Ten really well. I could easily see them getting bounced first round just because they're, I mean, they're limited from, I think, from a skill skill wise. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that defense is going to just, I mean, yeah, you wonder how that's going to, you know, work in a non Big Ten officiated game because the Big Ten officials, as we know, let murder get by sometimes. Um, Other but, times, touch fouls. Right. Hence yeah. you are if you wear number 23 yeah. in crimson and cream or uh, yeah. 15 in black little, and gold. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, I mean, in that records game, Edie, his first foul was horrible. Um, the guy just like fell down and Edie just happened to be right by him. So they, they called him for a foul, which completely, I think that definitely changed because then he couldn't be as aggressive as he wanted because it was 30 seconds into the game. Um, sorry, my dog, my dog is barking. Um, but it was, it was pretty crazy how, um, just add that one foul, our aggressiveness. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, it was interesting to see Purdue play with uh, Edie with two fouls when he got in foul trouble. He came back. He started taking over the second half. You knew Purdue was going to chip away. I think they were down 12 at halftime. You knew they were going to chip away. Fletcher Lawyer hits a big three towards the end of the game to get up two huge, points. Huge, 29 seconds left. I turned to my fiance and I just said, Cannot give up a three-point look. Can't give up a three-point look. 
And then they're backing down Braden Smith. Ethan Morton came down to help a little bit, which was the right move because they had been scoring on those back downs. Kicks out. Uh, Brandon Newman tries to close out on Cam, Cam Spencer. Pump fake. Good play. Nails. Makes it. But Purdue still had 14 seconds left. Um, got a good look by Brandon Newman. Just didn't fall. Um, yep. I still think – Great look. I, I know Matt Painter talks, has caught some flack from certain people about calling timeout after Fletcher made that three. I think that was fine, even though it oh, gives yeah. Rutgers time to set up a play. You can set up your defense, and you can talk about – even though he, he had another timeout to use and he ultimately used it, um, you can call what you want to run too after mm-hmm. if, if they score. So I was fine with that. Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was to get Ethan back in the game because he was the one who was – because before that, Mulcahy was having his way with Braden and anybody who was guarding him. So it was, you needed to get Ethan, our best on-ball defender, on him, um, which is what he did. But obviously it, it kind of sucks because Ethan was the one who kind of got a little bit lost and turned around on that last play that resulted in them hitting the three. But you know, I had no problem with timeout at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a tough one to swallow. Um, was I was really interested and nervous to see how the guys were going to bounce back on Thursday. And uh, most of the first half, I was yelling, screaming. Yeah. Uh, Purdue gets down twelve. I'm like, I'm like, we're gonna get blown out. And mm-hmm. and you know, you know, our last twelve losses, I don't know if you knew this or not, have been by three points or less or in overtime. Oh wow, I did not yeah. know that. So <laughs> if they've been in regulation, they've been three points or less, or if it's been hmm. by more than that, it's been in overtime. So a lot of close games. We haven't got blown out in a while. Um, knock on wood here. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, the guys battled back, chipped away to get within three at halftime. And then second half was just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, Purdue found themselves down three with 40 seconds left after a guy from Ohio State who hadn't done much, who got hurt, made a three. I'm like, here we go again. I even yelled, I can't take this twice in one week. Um, <laughs> then Purdue got a, got a two-pointer by Zach Eady. It took a little while, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Got what we wanted. Set up some good defense. Uh, Ethan Morton. Um, uh Pulled his uh, best uh, impregnation of uh, Larry Bird there. Jumping in front of the pass, getting a steal. Tried to work around some offense. Painter realized they wasn't going anywhere, so he ended up and called timeout. (laughs) Set up a good play. Got the ball into Edie. They doubled. He kicked it out to Fletcher Lawyer, which of all the guys on Purdue, not sure why they left him wide open. Fletcher, for the second time in the week, proved that he has ice in his veins. Hit the big three Mm -hmm. to get up two with 10 seconds left. Ohio State calls timeout. Once again, I said just no threes. Just right. no threes. They came down. I don't even know what they tried to run. They kind of fumbled the ball around. Well, because like, they got to they, – they brought it to half court and then called a timeout, so they got that. So, like you said, mm. their half-court offense with, like, mm. was like seven, six, seven seconds That's left right. or something like that. That's right. Um, yeah, and then I think they tried to screen for Sensiball, who was I – mean, he's an incredible guy. I, hope, I think he'll I be freshman he, of the year. Yeah, I hope he goes pro. He's really good. Um, but um, he was just absolutely solid. But, yeah, they tried to get him free. It didn't work. Um, so I think, actually, I think Ethan fell down or someone fell down mm-hmm. trying to guard him. And then Brayden did a great job. And, yeah, they, they forced him into it. I'm not even sure if he – even if he made that shot, I don't think he would have counted because I don't think he got it off in time. Um, I thought yeah, I was going in. I did, I did too. <laughs> but, like, it was just – it was not a great shot at all. Um, so, it was – yeah, that was – if that would have went in and counted, I I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I would have done at this point. Like, I don't. Know. <sighs> I think I don't have know. to worry about that. Yeah, I, I I acted a lot better in the second half than the first half. First half, Same. I I can't remember the last time I've yelled that much in a basketball game. It's been a long yeah. time. Well, it's just yeah, it was the fact that we came off a loss and then 
you know, we start out what like oh for ten from three to start the game. Yeah, it was just it like it's like oh my god, they're just not gonna be able to hit anything. Which which because kind of got overlooked and not really talked about a lot. But the second half of the Rutgers game, we shot like five of twelve from three, so not bad. Like a lot better than what we have been. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know, maybe that's gonna jumpstart us. You know, at least yeah, we lost, but at least these guys, you know, they hey, they hit shots. Newman was hitting shots. Lawyer hit that, you know, that big shot. And then we started over for 10. I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> we're never gonna really hit three again. And then our first three was like Jenkins and then Morton. I was like, this is if these guys are the ones hitting threes, like this not may not be great. I mean, obviously it's nice to hit them, but Jenkins was huge. I think he had three threes, Mason three had some yeah, had some big threes and in big moments that kind of him Braden and Braden hit big ones. Yeah, Braden hit when he's our best three point shooter right now, percentage wise. Um but yeah, Mason and Jenkins really kind of jump started the the comeback that got us down to three at half, which we were I was really happy just to just be down by three mm-hmm. um after what we saw. And then yeah, from there it was, you know, went to fed the big fella and played pretty decent defense for the most part. Yeah, turnovers still an issue. Uh last two games turnovers mm-hmm. have been pretty big number. Um Free throw shooting was, I don't even remember what it was the other night, but I can, I can tell you. Hadn't been the greatest this week, but we've seen worse. Um, we were 8 just, of 10. 8 of 10, okay. That wasn't <laughs> as bad as I thought it was. Uh, Rutgers, we, Rutgers, we were uh, I know that 19 one. of 28. It's 9. Yeah. So that was, again, going back to, I mean, a little like turnovers and free throws, like simple game. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you know, Big Ten plays – Unbelievably tough. Everybody knows mm-hmm. each other really well. Coaches know each other really well. It comes down to little things like turnovers, mm-hmm. free throws, grabbing rebounds. I yep. remember one time we didn't grab the ball like three mm-hmm. straight times on a possession on rebounds, yep. and I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs to grab the rebound. Uh, but it's it's a battle. But Purdue finds themselves first place in the Big Ten thanks to uh, Michigan losing to Michigan State today and uh, Wisconsin losing to Illinois. So everybody already – has uh, mm-hmm. through four or five Big Ten games has a Big Ten loss. Yeah, it's going to be. I don't. I mean, how do you think? What do you think about the Big Ten this year? Because there was going into the year, it was Big Ten's not going to be strong because you know they we, everybody lost all these great guards. You know, obviously it'll be the year of the bigs, but you know, not there's not when you look at some good teams, but there's no you know title contenders, Final Four contenders. And then you got through like November and December, and it was like, oh, the Big Ten is pretty good because you had obviously Purdue beating Duke and West Virginia and Gonzaga, um, Indiana beats North Carolina and Xavier, um, Illinois, Illinois beat, beat Texas. Know, Texas. And then it was like, okay, the Big Ten is legit. And then all of a sudden, Iowa's losing to Eastern Illinois, Illinois free falls a little bit. Um, and now it's like, now I'm, I'm trying to think, what, what do you, what's your thought on the Big Ten so far? I mean, I think they'll end up with six to seven tournament teams um eight might be stretching it i mean i'm biased i think purdue's got what it takes to make the final four Mm -hmm. but it also wouldn't surprise me if for the second second of year or purdue the big 10 doesn't get a team past 316 that wouldn't surprise me yeah yeah um i don't know definitely ahead of schedule um actually mark titus had a really good uh, segment after Purdue lost to Rutgers, the Ties to Tate podcast. They had a really good segment, which I'm always afraid to listen to them after Purdue loses because they, they have no trouble. I have no problem, you know, ripping on Purdue, which is whatever. Um, they actually had a really good segment where they kind of said, like, you know, Purdue's fine. They're ahead of schedule, like, you know, going into the year, like, we had no expectations. And then all of a sudden, we had a really good week in Portland and that changed things. But at the same time, like, these are still like freshman guys, but they're obviously they're stepping up. I mean, the fact that lawyers hit what could have been game winning threes back-to-back games as a freshman 
is huge and just shows that you know he's got all the confidence in the world so uh, he can keep shooting those for all i care just keep shooting <laughs> yep um, um yeah i think the big Ten's okay i don't think it's anything to write home about I, i'd say it's the second best conference right now i think the big yeah, 12 is the best i would agree um i think i mean I feel like we, every year that we could say like, oh, you know, the, the winner of the Big Ten could have seven losses. But it's like, the, or you know, six losses. It's probably gonna be like someone's gonna end up with like four or something, mm-hmm. some stupid. Um, but I think it could be. I think people are gonna get beat up on a lot. As we're yeah. already seeing, you know, like Indiana's lost two starters to injury, which is huge. You know, someone, you know, Wisconsin lost Tyler Wall for who knows how long. That was huge. I think they I think they beat Illinois today with if they had him. Um, so it's yeah. We'll see, and then you got. I think the the bottom's better. Some some of the bottom, like like you know, a team like Penn State, who was kind of a, has been a basement dweller yeah. for a while. Like they're dangerous, as we're going to yeah, find bombs out tomorrow. Away. I mean, they're they can bombs, bombs away. away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nebraska's got two wins already. Um, Minnesota played them really close. I think Minnesota, if they can keep their guys together, they could be a pretty decent team in you know in the year or two if they can hold everybody. But and they'll probably take their lumps this year. They're pretty young. But I think it's going to be, as we've heard people say, it's not winning the Big Ten is not about you know beating the best team. It's just not losing to the worst teams on a random Tuesday night at nine p.m. Amen to that. So we'll yep. see. You got to bring it every night. We we know that as Purdue fans, as Big Ten fans, you got to. Dan, I cannot hear you. If you can hear me, I can hear you. Technical difficulties on a Saturday. Maybe that's why we shouldn't do Saturday podcasts. Can you hear me now? Uh, let me see here. I can hear myself, and it looks like my mic's working. Maybe it's maybe it might be my. I think my AirPods might have. Uh... Okay. Yep, AirPods are not connected. Okay, I was gonna say my 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 mixer's showing that my mic's working. So, oh, uh, it, it's all right. It's not a podcast anymore if I don't have some sort of technical difficulty, whether it's on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, a Saturday night like tonight. It's there's always technical difficulties going on. But yep, uh, I got you now. I'm not got sure me now. No, like I, yep. like I was just saying, it, it's not a podcast anymore for me if I don't have some sort of technical difficulty. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday. In this case, a Saturday night. It, it doesn't matter. Something something's not gonna go right but right uh, that's 2023 for you but i'm looking forward to tomorrow's game six o'clock i usually don't like when uh, uh purdue games intermix with nfl um especially the last regular season but in this case mm-hmm. it saves me from having to watch the second <laughs> half of a four win uh, broncos team who plays the charger team that doesn't have much to play for because they're in the playoffs so um yeah but no i think i, I do think purdue will win tomorrow um, I'll throw out a prediction of 74 to 67. Okay. I was going to say like 78, 74. I think it'd be pretty close just with, I mean, I guess it depends on if, if they're hitting or not. Um, you know, how, you know, they're small, you know, how are they going to guard Zach Eady? Do they go just small and kind of almost make pretty, make the decision of are we taking them out from a defensive liability standpoint? But, um, yeah, if you can stay out of foul trouble and if we can hopefully hit, like, as long as they're not bombing away and hitting them, I like our chances. Yep. Yep. It's so. true. So it's, he's a good coach. So he'll, he'll he know. I mean, he's coached these guys. So he knows pretty probably better than anybody in the Big Ten, maybe outside of Izzo. Um, so we're going to see what, what he, uh, what he, what he, what he brews up. Yeah. It'll, it'll be cool to see Purdue play in this environment tomorrow instead of the Bryce Jordan Center. Mm-hmm. So. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And like I said, when you meet my goal of the start of the week of two and one, mm-hmm. it's just not the two and one I thought. Honestly, right. when I when I predicted it on Monday, 
I predicted beat Rutgers, beat Ohio State, lose to Penn State. That was my okay. Prediction. My thought, my thought, at least what I was okay with was beat Rutgers, lose to Ohio State, beat Penn State. Just because you know them being a ranked team, you know, first probably like really good road test, which even I mean, it sounded like I'm not sure what the capacity was. It didn't sound. Like it was very full, but I think someone said it was like ninety. It was still like ninety percent capacity. It's not um, the greatest basketball venue. Yeah, it's very nice. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but the atmosphere is not real intimidating. Like Nazar say, at least I, when I went there, we were ranked tenth in the country. They were number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should have been a crazy environment. I didn't feel like it yeah. was, but also they beat us by like forty. Yeah, so, had you like a uh, Gus Johnson and Kevin Reardon prove number one for now. <laughs> I, I don't like Gus. I'm not. A, I'm not no. a Gus fan. I like him more Me in football either. than I do basketball. Yeah. I've never cared for his basketball stuff. And Jim yeah. Jackson is what he is. He wasn't too bad the other night. No, he wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. As bad as he could have been, but uh, but no, I, it's funny because when we were growing up, I felt like Ohio State was a, a pain in our side constantly, especially in Columbus. That was the mm-hmm. one team Painter always struggled. But lately, we've had pretty darn good luck in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think we've won four of our last five over there. <laughs> yeah. So, ever since Mata Mata left, it was a lot more yeah. success. Yeah, because for a long time we, you know, it was always going to be a good game over there. Mm-hmm. We just always fell short. I mean, even even with some of our bad teams, mm-hmm. um, but. Glad to get the win for sure because we'll we'll see them again in February. So and it'll be a Sunday game and that'll be the another good one. back and how he went out early yep. in the game. That's a that good was, point. That was a big loss for them in terms of yep. just size to handle Edie. Yep. Um, I mean they're a good team. Um, I don't see where they end up. But they got they definitely have the pieces. Like I said, Sensabaugh is phenomenal. He's only going to get better. Uh, I think he's really starting to emerge now. Um, I mean he's a guy who had no idea who he was coming into the year. Um, and now everybody knows who he is. I mean, he was hitting. I mean, I feel like every time he shot the ball, I was like, it's yep. in. Like every time he shot, and same with uh, suing, suing, suing. Yeah, he's really improved. He was yeah. not very good the last few years, and he's he's put. Was he the one? Who, he was. Was he out last year? Was that the one who was out last year? Or who was mm-hmm. the? Yeah, he I was think out so. All, yeah, yeah, he was out all last year. Yeah, the year before uh, he wasn't that great, but he's he's yeah. put in work. You can tell. So props off I mean, to him. Bruce Bruce Thornton's a I mean, he's a I mean, he's a freshman point guard. We look at him versus Braden. It was like Bruce like he was a senior, just body size. So he'll be he'll be really good. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, lost my train of thought. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> one thing I was gonna. It, it, I have noticed last two games. It looks like we've shortened our rotation from ten mm-hmm. guys to nine. Brian yep. Waddell's kind of for now. Yeah, I ran out. Um, Newman didn't play the whole second half, which we kind of found out was more due to illness, probably more than anything. Um, I've liked the way he's been playing as of late. Play, obviously, played a lot of minutes against Rutgers. Um, I'm not sure how many minutes did Trey play. I think Trey played probably some of the least amount. He played eight. Yeah, so he played he played the least besides Newman, which Newman obviously was sick. Um, Mason played 24. Caleb played 16. So we really have on Mason there um, at the four, even though first started. Um, which actually, yeah, if you um, – talk about that because, yeah, because first got the start, and then at the half, Jenkins took the place of lawyer, and Caleb, or, uh, Mason came in for Caleb, um, which I, yeah, I remember Painter talking about how it's kind of like a – you hope – it's still positive in terms of you reward the guy who's been playing well, but you hopefully it kind of lights the fire under the guy who, you know, has to ride the bench to start the set, start the half. Um but yeah, I think it worked out because um, obviously Fletcher hit the hit the big shot when we needed it too. So, yeah. well, that's two games in a row. He hadn't had the best first halves, but he's played well in the second half. So, mm-hmm. 
Find 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 something there at halftime. Something in that in that Gatorade. Yeah. But uh, no fun game. Nonetheless, the other night, uh, thrilling. I mean, after wins like that, you're glad it was a fun, exciting game. Yeah. But during it, with you know, whenever it gets under two minutes, it's tight like that. I can't sit. I'm yep. up off the couch. I'm walking around. Feel like I'm gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. Call it pathetic. Call it ridiculous. It is what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, at the Rutgers game. I was just like, I think it's almost better being there because, like, you're. I mean, you're there. You can't really do anything. But That's it's good worse point. when you're at, when you're at home because the same 100%. thing. Like the Ohio State game, I was just like pacing, like. I'm gonna. Th- I was the same thing. I was. I'm gonna throw up. Like this is terrible. Yeah. At Rutgers, it was just like God. Just <laughs> and then when when Fletcher hit the shot, I'm like okay, here we go. And then when that guy hit the shot, I just like I just like sat down. I was like, gosh, dang it. I thought Newman shot just from where I was sitting. I thought it was in. And then when it when he missed it, I was like, yep, dang it. And then we somehow got the ball back, and I was like, oh, well, are we actually gonna pull this off? And then it was not a good pass. I would have felt a lot better if it was point seven or point eight because yeah. you can get a shot off, and you don't have to just get a tip in. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, tough one. But mm-hmm. we knew we weren't gonna go undefeated. So mm-hmm. yeah, get one tomorrow in in, in uh, Philadelphia and see where we're ranked. So, mm-hmm. um, but we want to thank our sponsors of this podcast. First sponsors, Mad Mushroom. They've been on board now for a couple of years. And uh, Evan, right here to my right on the computer screen, uh, stopped in Mad Mush on Monday. I did. Yeah, my uh, dad and I, because we were going to the Rutgers game, um, we decided to get to campus in time to watch the football game. Our goal was to get and get Harry's and kind of see what the see, see what the vibe was like. See if we get a seat. We did not get a seat, but we just decided to sit up at the bar and had my Colorado first Colorado root beer probably in four or five years. It was tasting better than ever. <laughs> um, kind of didn't watch some of the game. We were just talking with some people just because there was really not a whole lot to watch. But I mean, the bar was packed. It was really fun. Good to be back at Harry's. Um, Mad Mush let us know that they were across the street, so we made sure we paid a visit. Uh, it was my dad's first time having Mad Mushroom cheese sticks, and the first words out of his mouth after he took one was, "Wow, this is good." So it's Harry Webb approved. Um, yes. What kind of dipping sauce? Had. What kind of dipping sauce? Yeah, cheese, yeah, nacho yeah. cheese. Yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah. We got a small just because I didn't, we didn't want to. Uh, I want to be able to make it through the Rutgers game uh, without falling asleep of, of a happiness food coma. Um, checked out the union for the first time since it had been it's renovated. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we didn't, it's like we didn't graduate that long ago, but it's like we walked through. I'm like, I have no idea. Where I'm at. So I, at first I was like, okay. I remember like this was here. This was here. You know, the villa was here. Pappy's was here. You know, the study room was right here. And then like we turned the corner. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm completely no, lost. It's, uh, we, it's, we ended it's up sharp, eating man. It's sharp. Yep. Eight eight eleven bistro. Um, it had oh, some like appetizer, which was fantastic before the game. But yeah, it was good to be back in Mad Mush. Yep. Um, I made it there last year uh, for the Illinois game on Martin Luther King Day, but I didn't have cheese sticks. I had pizza. Finally, good to get some delicious cheese sticks in my face. Well, when you go to Mad Mush or you order online, order online, use promo code BREAK5. That's in all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, or $5 off any order over $20. Or if you go there in person like Evan did on Monday, you order over $20 worth of food, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you, you can get $5 off that way. And they got their brand new pizza of the month for January, which is Mason's Cheat Day. It's their traditional pizza sauce, deli pepperoni, spicy pepperoni, sausage, ham, salami, bacon, mozzarella cheese, and, of course, finished with a ranch drizzle. My question is, is that Mason Gillis's? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of kind of curious. But either way. Mad Mushroom, let us know. 
Yes, yes, we're gonna have to reach out to them. But uh, either way, make sure you get some pizza and some cheese sticks, or some wings, or a sandwich, or all of the above. I don't care what you do; just go there or order online. Get some. They have food. beer too. Get some beer while you're there. Drive responsibly. Yep. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And of course, our other sponsor is the shop. And I saw they released some cool uh, college shirts yesterday. Yeah, some ninety or some nineties, like kind of like vintage. Obviously, they're all vintage. Um, I'm pulling them up here. Yeah, they did for a Purdue, IU, Butler, and uh, Ball State, and Indiana State. Yeah, kind of all kind of the same design, just kind of a ninety style basketball, kind of a um, faded print, stone wash. Tees look great. The uh, pretty ones, black, obviously. Um, but if you get, I mean, the shop's been making t-shirts since 2011. They started out in a garage. Now they've got two brick and mortar stores: one in Broderpool in Indy on North Side of Indy, and then one in Carmel downtown near downtown Carmel. Um, but if you want to go online, you can use promo code Breakdown for 25 percent off. That's including these brand new shirts that just came out. It's including shirts that have been out for a couple years. Anything on their store, use promo code Breakdown for 20 percent off. They are great t-shirts. They fit incredibly well. I'm wearing uh, kind of the new style for the jerseys that have come out with that Purdue came out with. Incredibly comfortable. They fit really well. They have drinkwares. They do you know stuff for the uh, professional teams in Indiana. They do stuff with the Indiana State Parks. Uh, anything pop culture related. I mean, it's great you know, if you're got some Christmas money, spend it on some some stuff from the shop because they're great people. I was wearing my uh, Reggie Miller Flojo Thirty One T-shirt I got from the shop the nice. other day, and it is yeah, stupid comfortable. And I, yeah, I was wearing yeah when we were down there on monday you know it was kind of a you know kind of crappy out it wasn't it wasn't raining but it was you know kind of that it was foggy out but it was didn't need a jacket so i was wearing my brand new uh, drum script uh sweatshirt that i got for christmas and it was absolutely perfect mm-hmm. for for that type mm-hmm. of weather yep make sure you take advantage you use the code breakdown for 25 percent off you you mentioned ball state this is off topic did you realize they've won seven or eight in a row I did not in basketball. Mike, yeah, former uh, Hoosier oh, Michael yeah. Lewis is yep. in his first year there doing pretty well. So keep your eye on him in the future when uh, that fan base gets tired of Woody. Keep keep your yeah. if, he, if he keeps up doing well yeah. at Ball State, keep keep your eye on him. That would that wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't no, shock not at all. Not at all. all. So they've tried to get him on staff before. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Webby, any closing thoughts as we uh, wrap up this Saturday night Boiler Breakdown podcast? No, I mean, Thursday turn was a, a day that I was dreading just because after yep. Monday, I was like, God, if we lose this one, like, I don't feel good about Sunday. Um, and it, it kind of started out the same way and then obviously ended the way it did, which I was really glad. Uh, the game afterwards was hilarious to watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now I'm excited to watch tomorrow. Um, I wonder if they're going to, uh, I'm assuming they're probably going to keep the floor how it is with the pen logo in the center. I would assume they probably wouldn't do anything different for this. Not like it's like a, yeah. it's not like it's some sort of like invitation or anything like that. So it'd be cool to see that. Um, yeah, see pretty play. And I think they said there was put out a video earlier today. It was like, I think this is the ninth time the number one team has played yep. at the Palestra. Uh, I mean, you, I didn't realize that like Kobe Bryant played there in high school, which I mean, makes sense being a Philly kid, like, mm-hmm. you know, just how much history is in that building. I hope the guys really kind of embrace it and then just ball out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hit some shots, hit some things yeah. in the first half. Don't wait till second yeah. half. So yeah. stay out of foul trouble, limit the turnovers, hit some shots. Cause you know, Penn state's going to hit some shots. Yeah. So stay Contain right with it. Stay right with them. Don't give yourself in a 12 point hole again. Like you have the last <laughs> two games. Let's just, uh, 
keep it right around six or under, or just take the lead and don't give it up the whole game. That'd be cool too. So uh, with that said, let's uh, boil it up, hammer down, and beat the Nittany Lions. Boiler up.